Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast, and today I'm excited to have on the show Scott Aaron, and he's going to be talking about four action steps on LinkedIn that every entrepreneur needs to take. Now, Scott is an internationally acclaimed and award-winning online marketer. He's a best-selling author. He's a top podcaster and speaker. And he is the go-to specialist when it comes to converting traffic, establishing connections, and creating residual income using LinkedIn and building your personal brand. Uh, He's fully immersed himself in learning LinkedIn and social media strategies. And Scott really quickly gained traction as a leader in generating big results for other entrepreneurs, online business owners, and business coaches. Scott is passionate about helping fellow entrepreneurs achieve success while building their own network organically and without complicated and costly marketing tactics. I really love that because you could throw a whole lot of money into marketing and never get any results. So his program has helped thousands experience explosive growth while following his program. He is people-focused, results-driven, and Scott strategically approach Scott's strategic approach to teaching others how to create wealth online and organic traffic is the game changer when it comes to competing in a saturated digital world. So welcome to the show, Scott. Kim, thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege. You have kind of a fascinating bio there. I love all those things in there that, that you've done. So why don't you share with us a little bit about yourself and your story? For time constraints, I, I will make a very long story short. <laughs> I've been an entrepreneur going on 23 years now. I just turned 41. I started uh, in entrepreneurship when I was around 18 and a half. Wow, that's a good age. It is a good. It's a great age. You know, uh, when you're not fully emotionally developed, and you're, you know, I tell people all the time, I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. So I've never had a boss. Uh, <laughs> I've only run my own businesses, which, which has been such a blessing because when you, when you learn as an entrepreneur how to create income, you yes. can continue to do that over and over and over again. It's you know, the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. So I actually started in the health and wellness industry. I had a, three different family-owned gyms. The way I got into the industry uh, was actually through unforeseen circumstances, my father made some bad business decisions that uh, ended up having him incarcerated for two and a half years in federal prison. And at at that time, uh, he was six months into running our first family gym. Mm. And inevitably, he knew that it was going to have to be turned over to me uh, when I was a sophomore in college. I, I did step in and I transferred from 
University of Pittsburgh to Temple University in downtown Philadelphia and began to run the gym. So I was kind of thrown into the ring of entrepreneurship. I didn't know how to manage people. I didn't know how to run an organization, be a leader. But the, the best lessons are learned when, you're, when it's done on the fly. <laughs> so when you're drowning in the water and you have to figure a way out. <laughs> listen, they say that you know, entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster ride. And you know, Darren Hardy wrote a book called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. So you literally, what's the first thing that you do? You, you pull the safety harness down, you put your seatbelt on, so you can't fly out. So, you know, again, there's going to be twists and turns. You're going to be thrown around a little bit, but you'll always remain grounded if you know where you're going. Now, I ended up falling in love with health and wellness and became a certified sports nutritionist, personal trainer, group fitness instructor, forexed the, the gym's membership base in the time my father was gone. Uh, we opened up a second location when he did come back in 2002. And then 2003, we were actually offered a million dollars to sell the two gyms, which we did. So at 24, I became a millionaire. Uh, just trained between 03 and 04. End of 04 into early 05, we opened up our third and final gym, which was completely financed in my name, which I didn't know what that meant at the time. Uh, <laughs> but five years later, I did because I was $1.5 million in liability debt. Mm -hmm. So that was a, another thing that I had to work through. On a personal level, between 2009 and 2014, I was married and divorced twice, which I, I don't regret any of those relationships. They were both amazing. Uh, I learned so much about myself and from the people that I was with. The second marriage, obviously, giving me one of the greatest gifts, which we talked about in the pre-show, my beautiful, almost eight-year-old little boy, Taylor, but also allowed me to really do the, the, the inner work on yes. becoming my best self, which attracted me to... Uh, my forever person, my wife, Nancy, and we're building an amazing life together. And in 2013 is when the business side of my journey really took an amazing shift. And this is where you and I really connect, where I, I chose the model of network marketing to diversify my business. I, I, I had a brick and mortar. I had a personal training business. I had gym members. Someone asked me a really interesting question, and this is something that I, I love the listeners to really sit in with and really think about. And if you physically could not perform your job or your uh, consulting or how you made money, how would you then earn a living? And a friend of, me, friend of mine asked me, he said, Scott, if you got sick or injured where you couldn't train people anymore, how would you make money? And it scared the crap out of me because I didn't have any other way outside of that. So that's why I really went all in with network marketing because it was a, a way for me to leverage my time, but also leverage my income. Yes. Because it was residual. Yeah. And in the four and a half years I built, uh, I earned close to $400,000 worth of income, which allowed me to step out of the gym business. I, you know, not easily, but the, because I was so tied financially to that last gym, I was the personal guarantor. I did have to file for chapter seven personal bankruptcy to close the gym, which mm -hmm. I did in 2016. But I had two profitable businesses growing outside of that. I had my consulting practice on LinkedIn and I had my network marketing business and the gym was drowning and it just made sense. I have two yeah. profitable businesses. I have <laughs> one that's losing money, cut the ties. So, And that so was I, the way you had to do it. Yeah, I mean, it was the only way that I would be able to stop living my father's dream and start building my own life. So uh, July 1st of 2016, filed for bankruptcy and 
July 30th closed the gym and I haven't looked back since. And, and I don't regret anything of my journey. It's been amazing. And that's when I really stepped into really understanding LinkedIn and the, the, the keys uh, to growing any business. And there's four keys. Yeah. And that's generating leads, which create conversations, which lead to conversions in your business, which creates revenue. And I, I said, where can I go to streamline that process uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible? And that's when I was turned on to LinkedIn, uh, launched my coaching practice in February of 2016, and I haven't looked back since. You know, I think you brought up a really couple of really important points there in your uh, telling of your story, and that's everything in your entrepreneurial journey happens for a reason. Some things are good, some things are bad, but everything that happens creates the person that you are now. You know, my entrepreneurial journey, I spent many, many years in network marketing. And in fact, I spent the first 12 years failing in network marketing. Uh, you know, thankfully my husband had a job, so we were not living out on the streets. Uh, but that was a journey for me. And there was lessons I learned in that 12 years that prepared me for the next stage when I finally got the training and mentoring I need to really start taking my network marketing business forward. But then come 2015, I had been doing it for quite a while. And it was like all those lessons learned was preparing me to become a publisher. And it wasn't that I wanted to give up network marketing. I just could not run two full-time businesses at the same time. And so I made the choice uh, to let go of the network marketing and stay with the publishing because I realized that was really, truly where my heart was. But all of those lessons that I learned over all of those years brought me to this place where I am now. And I think that's important as entrepreneurs is sometimes we go through rough times in business. Sometimes unexpected things happen. But all of those things grow you into a person who can grow an even bigger business. Yeah, I, I couldn't turn a blind eye to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the greatest businesses, Kim, and you know this, some of the best businesses are created when they solve a problem that a lot of people have. Yes. So for me, I never had a problem generating leads in network marketing. I never had a problem closing sales or enrolling people. I built an organization of 5,000 people. So I knew how to build a team, but most people don't. No, they don't. And I found that most people struggled with duplication. They struggled with talking about the business without sounding salesy, pitchy, or, you know, used car salesman type-ish where they're, you know, walking down the street with a trench coat. And they're like, you want some? You want some? You want some? So <laughs> I, I, I wanted to take the ickiness out of it. And what I realized when I, when I sat down and I added up between my consulting practice and my nutritional counseling and my personal training. In the last 23 years, I've logged close to 65,000 hours of one-on-one -on -one time with people. Wow. So you hear the 10-year, 10,000-hour habit. Mm -hmm. My zone of genius is creating human connection, trust, and rapport with other, other individuals. That's what I'm best at doing. So am I good at sales? Yes. Am I very, very skilled at building brands? Yes. Do I understand how to leverage social media to build a business and a brand? Absolutely. But the core foundation of what makes all of those three other things work is my ability to connect with someone, whether it's online or it's offline. And that's something that absolutely can be taught, 
We all have that innately inside of us. Yes. You just have to get out of your own way and start carving your own path to truly achieve what you really want to achieve in life and in business. And I think that comes down to a couple of different things. First of all, you have to be your authentic self. That was something I learned. It's one of the reasons why I struggled for so long because I had people telling me that I needed to be something that was opposite to who I was at my core. I was teaching, people were teaching me to be aggressive, to be that slimy salesperson, to push, 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 you know, and that, that wasn't who I was for me. It was always about relationships. And so I was, I was at odds with myself because, you know, these experts, these mentors are telling me one thing and yet, you know, inside I'm going, but that's not me. And I would try it and I would feel miserably because I'm just way too nice. <laughs> but once I learned that I could be me, I could be authentic, I could develop relationships and grow a business, that's when things flourished. Well, it's freeing. It is. When you can be yourself. Yeah. And, you know, for me, and uh, pardon my, my French, it's the, the East Coast in me. <laughs> I'm just tired of the bullshit that I see people putting out there. Yes. All these quote unquote influencers and thought leaders and coaches, like, come on. It's, it's just regurgitation. <laughs> you know, you're, you're hearing it from someone. Everyone makes all these promises and this is how you do this. Everyone's looking to grow the biggest network. They're looking to, you know, have the best program and everybody wants to be a coach nowadays. But you gotta understand, you can't just take a course to learn how to be a coach yeah. Never haven't done it before. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start charging ten dollars to $20,000 to coach people? You know, I earned my degree in coaching because that's all I've done my entire career. Yeah. To teach what I teach, you can't learn at university. You can't learn in a college. You got to learn it on your own. And, and I, I said this, I gave a keynote last year in California, and it was at a high-level mastermind. And I said, what you guys need to realize is the best certification that any one person can get is called going through life. Yeah. Because when you can progress through life and you can come out on the other end better than when you first started on that journey, congratulations, because you have just created a certification program that allows you to take other people through the journey that you just went on so they can better themselves. Well, you know, you talked about the courses there, and I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars I had spent over the years on network marketing courses. And they, they were great, except they never taught you how to do it. It was all theory, and they, they never really taught you how to make that connection. How do, you, how do you have a genuine sales conversation? I was good at having conversations, I just did not know how to then transition that into a sales conversation. When I decided to write my network marketing books, and yes, you can find them on Amazon. I don't promote them, but they are there under Kim Thompson Pinder. I made sure my books were a lot of how-to, a little bit of theory and a lot. One of the, the favorite books I wrote, and we're actually going to be talking about your book too, but... One of the favorite books I wrote was how to, how to sell $10,795 a year in MLM. And I broke it down into a simple formula that anybody could use. And it's simply this. If you take the number of customers times how much they spend on average and how many times a year they purchase, if you change any of those numbers, 
you increase your results. So you might not have to increase your customer base, but if you can increase how much you sell to them each time and how many times a year, you can double and triple your income. And so, you know, I love it how you put it that, you know, you really get down to the nitty gritty of how to do these things. So we're actually going to transition now because I know you also mentioned the four steps, but I'm going to give you an opportunity there to really go into them further in depth for the audience. Well, the the four steps, there's two different types of steps. So the four steps I went over is how to take a lead to revenue. Now, the LinkedIn steps is a little bit different. So I, I call this the layer cake of LinkedIn. So, yeah. and there's, there's four layers to it. So, and, and I, for the listeners, uh, it's not because I just got married, but I want you to imagine a wedding cake. So a wedding cake, you have, you have the big, big tier at the bottom, the base, and then you have a medium tier, you have a smaller tier, and then you have the happy couple on the top. <laughs> so the base mm-hmm. of what needs to be done on LinkedIn is your profile. That is the absolute best place to start. And if anyone does go to my website, which you're, you're going to have in the show notes, scottaaron.net, I do have a free download of six steps to optimizing your profile. It's a free gift. It says free infographic. You just put in your name and email and it gets delivered. And why is the profile so important? Well, number one, when Microsoft bought LinkedIn out, they embedded search engine optimization or SEO. So this is how you show up in searches, whether it's Google, Yahoo, Bing, but most importantly, LinkedIn, because people are now using LinkedIn just like a search engine. Yes. So the fact of the matter is, is if you don't have every section of your profile filled out properly, your profile picture, your background photo, your headline, the about me section, your experience section, volunteer work, education, licenses and certs, accomplishments, the personal recommendation section, you're invisible. And, and how you know is if you go on the LinkedIn and you go to your profile, there is a section that says your dashboard. Okay. And on your dashboard, it's broken into three sections. The far left side is how many searches you've appeared in, how many people viewed your last post if you've made one, and how many people have visited your profile, which is just like a website visit. Yes. If those numbers are are scarily low, you're invisible. So the first step is optimizing that profile. Step two is building your ideal network. So as you're listening to this, I want you to grab a piece of paper and something to write with. If you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel and the eyes on the road. You can do this later. And what I want you to do is I want you to write down, I want you to write down on that piece of paper, the ideal client that you want to connect with. Who is the ideal person that would most likely say yes to you and your opportunity. So for me, uh, I I typically connect with high-level coaches, entrepreneurs, network marketers, uh, finance professionals, podcasters, authors, speakers. That's, those are my, uh, those are the variables and and the people that avatar-wise I best connect with. So just write down a couple different, you know, professions or job titles. Now, if you've written anything down on that piece of paper, you have found the network that you need to create. Yes. LinkedIn allows you to use the search engine to specifically search for 
those individuals, those people, those job titles, because you're allowed 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. I've grown my network from 500 close to 28,000 in three and a half years. So your network is always in correlation to your net worth. So as your network grows, your net worth will grow with it. But the other thing is that it's got the perfect age demographic, 30 to 55, and also income. The average income that someone makes on LinkedIn is $100,000 a year or more. Compare that to Facebook and Instagram, it's $30,000 a year or less. So when you realize that the people that you need to be talking to are waiting for you, you just have to learn how to reach out to them, which brings me to my third layer, messaging. This is where typically the wheels come off. Yep. This is where people completely drop the ball. And this is where people really don't understand how to actually message individuals. This is where people get thrown off. And if, if anyone has spent any time on LinkedIn, you probably have also been victimized by those people that have sent those 18 paragraph long drunk logs trying to sell you and trying to pitch you. I created something called the magic formula. Hmm. It's a three-step process to genuinely messaging anyone and it's going to get a high response rate. Step one, you mention the person's name. Hey, Kim, great to connect with you. Step two, I call lowering the drawbridge. So if anyone knows what a drawbridge is, when it's up, it allows the boats to pass through. When it's down, it allows the traffic to go back and forth. You want to lower that drawbridge so that person will walk across. Yes. So you bridge the gap. You know, hey, Kim, great to connect with you. I noticed that you were also a fellow author, uh, as am I. Would love to hear about the books that you've written, share more about mine to see how we can best support each other here on the platform. Now, I've done two things there. Number one, I've lowered the drawbridge because now Kim is reading this message and she's going to say, oh, I'm an author. Scott's an author. That's why he's reaching out. The second thing I did is I used one of the most important words in the English language, support. Mm, yes. It has been scientifically proven that when someone hears the word support, it triggers the brain to produce a chemical called oxytocin, which is the feel-good brain chemical. So Much it's like connection chemical. Correct. Much like cortisol is our stress hormone, uh, endorphins, dopamine, serotonin. It's so actually this- also the hormone that goes through a woman's body right after she gives birth. Yes. So this person's feeling good as they are actually reading this. Now, the third and final part is something I call a CTA, a call to action. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask a question, you're not going to get an answer. That's right. Statements lead to nowhere. If I just said, Kim, let me know when's good for you. She's never going to let me know because I haven't asked. So you have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. <laughs> so I would simply finish by just saying, hey, Kim, great to be connected to you. I saw that you're an author. As am I. Would love to hear about your book, share more about mine to see how we can support each other here on the platform. Anytime for a call or Zoom later this week. State their name, lower the drawbridge, finish with a call to action. Now, the fourth and final layer, the tippy top, the cherry on top, is content creation. Mm. As you guys are listening to this, LinkedIn right now has the highest organic reach, visibility, and engagement of any social media platform out there today. People are just underutilizing it. So here's my advice. If you're going to produce content, never sell or pitch. You want to do one of two things, educate and inform. Mm -hmm. You want to bring people closer to you. So for example, I just produced a video today 
on one of the main keys to succeeding in business, which is being coachable. And I explained why. <laughs> and then I finished with a call to action. I said, how has coachable, how has being coachable helped you and your business? So when you educate and inform your audience, talking about things that they need to hear, that they want to hear, not about what you want to say. And again, I don't care if it's a video, if it's an article, a post, or a discussion in a group, just produce one piece of content a day that is leaving your audience better. So I call this the push-pull method. The push is you genuinely reaching out to new connections with obviously the magic formula. The pull is you producing such thought-provoking and authoritative figure content that you're slowly drawing people closer to you. Yes. So if anyone wants to learn the basics without even having to pay me a dollar, those four simple layers will absolutely get you started on LinkedIn. Wow. Wow. I, I was already doing some of that, but the way you explained it just brought so much clarity. And I, I see those areas that I need to uh, work on and fix. So that was just, oh, my brain's going. My brain is going. I'm going to have to come back and listen to it and make notes because I was paying attention to you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, people end up um, really confusing the process mm -hmm. and they don't need to. And, and again, I, I did write a book called The LinkedIn Book for Network Marketing. It's not just for network marketing, which goes into, you know, deeper theories yes. and uh, simplicities of LinkedIn. And it's a very... It's, it's a very actionable book. There's a key takeaway section. Um, there's actually, you can download the profile from that book. And I actually have a follow-up to that book coming out in September called the LinkedIn Workbook for Marketing. So it's an evergreen workbook that's going to take people through eight actionable things they can do on LinkedIn. It, it's a goldmine. I mean, literally, it could bring millions of dollars into your business if you just learn how to unlock it the right way, not using automation, just being genuine, being authentic, and showing up every day as your true, genuine, authentic self. Well, you know, you talked about Darren Hardy earlier on. I don't know if you ever read his book, The Compound Effect. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah, I just reread it recently. And, you know, if you want to see results, then you have to put in the action. I call it sweat equity. You got to put in the sweat. There is no automated system. Okay, don't get me wrong. There are certain e-commerce businesses that rely on automation and different things. But if you're selling a service or coaching or any of those kinds of things, you just got to put the sweat equity in and create those relationships. It's... You know, so many people are looking for shortcuts. So many people are looking for the quickest way. Listen, when you treat your business and your brand like a 401k or a retirement plan and not like a lottery ticket, it will pay you like one. So think about this. What happens to people that win the lottery? 75% of them lose the money that they've actually won within two years. Yeah. But when you, when you treat your business and your brand like a retirement plan, like a 401k or an IRA or whatever kind of retirement fund you have in the country that you're in, it's going to pay you that way. You got to put in the dividends and you got to put in that sweat equity, like you said, upfront. So you can create that compounded effect later where it's going to pay you more than you can ever imagine. Well, you know, Darren Hardy talks about the fact that in the beginning, you're putting in way more effort than you're seeing results. But over time and the consistency of action, you start to hit the point where it's equal. But then when momentum kicks in, 
see, that's when you've hit that point when you've put in so much action that there's so much harvest. You've planted so much seed that there's so much harvest coming back to you that you actually, you know, you're putting in the same amount of effort, but now your results are like skyrocketed. But you got to pay the price. Be a farmer and not a hunter. And that's, yeah. that's, so I have seeds that are sprouting now that I planted a year ago. So yeah. the person who plants the most seeds, talks to the most people, mm-hmm. offers the most value, is always going to win. Hands down, 100% of the time. Well, that's how you become an authority. And if you want to learn how to be one, you just got to show up every single day and yeah. not that's have any is. attachment to the outcome. And yep. literally put in the time now to get take all those bumps and bruises because if you want to be the authoritative figure, you have to go all in with what you're looking to achieve. And it's about being consistent. It's about being scheduled. It's about being organized. Yep. Whatever you can do to diminish the feeling of being overwhelmed and also not playing the comparison game. Because if you want to talk about the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles, you want to live in a world of creation and collaboration instead of a world of competition and comparison. So stop comparing, stop competing, start creating and start collaborating. Yeah. Awesome. We've got a few minutes left. You, you've shared so much value. We could talk about it forever, but I, I want to talk a little bit about your book and your writing journey. Um, so what was it like writing that book? Well, it was a, a passion project. You know, that it actually wasn't my first book. The first book I wrote was called Good Guys Always Win. That was more of my personal journey. And it actually started as a challenge. I was on Periscope, which was popular about four years ago. And one of the- Do you even see it anymore? No. no, I mean, people still use it, but it's not really effective. And and it was before, you know, uh, Instagram Live and and all of those things. One of my viewers came on and I I said, you know, what's something that you want to see me do that I haven't done yet? And someone said, write a book. And I said, okay, challenge accepted. So it took me a year, but- um, I self-published it. It didn't sell any copies, which I don't really care. It, that wasn't the premise. It was to complete the goal. But then when I, when I was making headway with LinkedIn, I said, you know what? I, I can't connect with everyone. What's a great way to become that authoritative figure? What's a great way mm-hmm. to be able to get what I do in the hands of as many people as possible? And that was writing a book. So I partnered with a good friend of mine, Brian Wright, who helped me write the book and outline it and strategically put it into uh, chapter form. And uh, we actually took some video content from some interviews and we put them in as discussions, uh, some case studies, uh, testimonials. I mean, it was just beautifully done. Uh, It hit number one bestseller. Nice. And thank you. And and it still sells to this day. It's been out since February of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, still sells an average of 80 to 100 copies every single month. And wow. uh, yeah, so it, it's, but it's also, it's gotten me speaking gig. It's allowed me to pick up more clients and it still, uh, you know, floats between, you know, the, the top 25 to top 50 in the network marketing category on, uh, on Amazon at any given time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, it, it really solidified. I wanted to be able to lock all doors and windows to say, you know what? Yes, I am the authoritative figure. Yes. for entrepreneurs and network marketers and business coaches to teach LinkedIn to other people. And I was able to patent my program, trademark, license, copyright it. So I wanted to do all of those things, not, not to compete with anyone else, but no, I've done the work. I had to go first. I succeeded on my own and it got picked up by Audible, which I was really grateful for. So people can now listen to the book. It's not my voice. I know I have a good speaking voice, but they're 
the interviews is men and uh, you know a man and a woman. So I had to hire uh, you know a vocal person to go and you know actually two people, a man and a woman, to do the interviews. So it was beautifully done. So it, it's it's really helped me. Anyone that wants to really step into that authoritative figure, there's there's three things that every single person in business should have. Uh, number one, a website. Number two, a podcast. And number three, a book. If you have a solid website, if you have an informative podcast where you're providing value-added content every single week, as I do twice a week, and you have a book, you have something to build an entire business around. And that's my best suggestion for people. Yeah. The trifecta of authority marketing. Wow, that's... That's cool. I just came up with that. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. And you know, there's a lot of people that are listening to this. They're like, Oh, I don't deserve to have a book or I, you know, I have nothing to say on a podcast. That's a story. Everyone, everyone wrote a first book. Everyone has released a first episode of their podcast. Yeah. So you have to start somewhere. Well, my first guest podcast because i recorded one telling my story was with bob berg the author of the co-author of the go-giver i probably should have waited till i had a little bit more experience interviewing before i did that one <laughs> well you know listen you can always go back and you can do a part two yes that's very true and i probably will contact bob to do that but it was just kind of one of those things i, I was almost like I'm interviewing Bob Berg. I was kind of like, and then I'd start and I'm like, I can't remember what question I was going to ask. Him. <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's one of those things where it's always failing forward and they're all lessons. And yes, you know, they basically, they set up everything else for the success that we're going to inevitably have. Well, Bob was really good. He'd been interviewed so many times before he just kind of stepped in and made it look incredibly seamless. It's what professionals do. So how could people contact you, Scott? You gave your, your website there, but uh, what are some other ways people can get a hold of you? Yeah, my website is mentioned or I'm very omnipresent on social media. So on Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, just search Scott Aaron. It's two T's and two A's. Or on Instagram, if you happen to be on that platform, my handle is at Scott Aaron LinkedIn. Nice. Well, thank you so much. This has been Scott Aaron and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.